For the first time since the war between Israel and Hamas began, people have been allowed to leave the besieged territory of Gaza. They included dozens of injured Palestinians and hundreds of foreign nationals. They've left by the Rafah crossing on the border with Egypt, and the injured were treated at field hospitals there. The Foreign Office says the first British nationals have crossed and that more will be taken out in stages over the coming days. People who've been trapped in Gaza for weeks began crossing the border from late morning after the territory was closed off by Israel when Hamas attacked it over three weeks ago. Hamas is classed as a terrorist organization by the UK government. And in northern Gaza, there's been another airstrike on Jabalia, a day after an Israeli attack caused heavy casualties at the refugee camp there. Our international editor, Jeremy Bowen, has our first report, which contains material that you may find upsetting. At last, the gates of the Rafah crossing were opened. Some foreign citizens were allowed to leave Gaza for Egypt. For the first time, since Israel imposed its siege. Convoys of aid trucks are moving into Gaza, though not nearly as many as the UN and aid agencies say are necessary. Ambulances went in for the seriously wounded. In Jabalia, at the opposite end of the Gaza Strip, more Israeli raids. This time they said the target was a command center. The UN said Gaza's civilians were being starved, traumatized, and bombed to death. On the other side of the border wire, Israelis are still in shock over the 7th of October attacks. This is Kibbutz Nerim, directly facing Gaza. For the first time, Adele Remo was back to look and to grab a few things. Her old hopes of peace with her neighbors in Gaza gone forever. Stopping anything like this happening again is powering Israel's determination to see this fight through to the end. Adele showed me the place where her son-in-law saved her three granddaughters, all under the age of 10. So tell me what happened here. That, that is their safe room, and that is where he shot the terrorist. As Kibbutz Nerim was under attack, Hamas radio messages were intercepted, and the Israeli army gave us this excerpt. The fence has been fixed. Israel's security has not. So there's no doubt there was a lot of complacency about the risks that Hamas posed to Israel. And after the war, there's going to be an inquiry. But even now, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is under a lot of pressure about his responsibility for the security lapses that led to Hamas breaching the border. I took my pistol. That day, Noam Tibon, a retired Israeli general, drove down from Tel Aviv to rescue his son's family from Hamas. As the Hamas gunman surged forward, Tibon's mission was successful. He took a rifle from a dead Israeli soldier and, with others, fought his way in. I, I saw one terrorist, I pointed on him, I killed him, I saw another one, 
I think I wound him or killed him. So who do you hold responsible for what happened? This is the biggest failure uh -huh. in the history of the State of Israel. It was a military failure, it was an intelligence failure, and it was the failure of the government. But I think that the one that really in charge and all the blame is on him, is Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. This was the funeral of 20-year-old Lavi Lipsich, killed in combat in Gaza. Israelis are behind their troops, but increasingly they want to know how so much went wrong and the pressure on the Prime Minister is going to increase. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News in southern Israel.